Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, what up, what up, what's going on? It's Frequency, producer extraordinaire. You're checking out the mixtape with my man Six Sense and Nick Boogie. Let's go for it. Yeah. It's your boy Six Sense. Let's go. Yeah, you know what it is From the moment you come over the bridge And I'ma show you some shit Eight million roaming the strip And I hope you ain't alone in the crib All right I love when we just like close it out like that The music and then it's us Welcome everybody This is a new episode of New York HR And today I have a Like I like to call a boomerang and it's someone that was on the show and they loved me so much that they had to come back. My friend, my good friend, and my, my fellow BSer or caller BSer on her or whatever you want to call it, Latoya Lynn is here. <laughs> Latoya, how are you? I'm doing so good. I'm so happy to be back. I mean, this is probably the longest boomerang ever, but I'm so happy I came right back full circle to you. Yeah, well, listen, you're one of my favorite guests on this show. Um, you are, you know how to call BS on things. Um, <laughs> you know, listen, you're a New Yorker, right? That's that's right, what that's we do. The other day when we were texting, I was talking about a stoop or whatever, right? I'm from Queens. That's how we do things, you know? We just talk That's right. <laughs> I love it. By the way, for all the people that are listening outside of the New York area, a stoop is the front steps of your house, and it literally is a place where you hang out constantly in New York. In one in one breath, it's a seat. In the next, you do uh, you have some uh, stoop balls, so you have a, a blue ball that you hit against it, yep. and you play this virtual be- uh, baseball game. It has many yep. functions. The stoop. So yep. uh, yeah, I love it. I love the stoop reference. Well, we're we're not here to call. Uh, we're not here to talk about stoops, although we could do a whole show on them. Um, <laughs> Today we're we you know it's I'm not going to say it. All the marketing people are saying it. It's unprecedented times. It's uncertain times. Yes, 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 yes. We are in the weirdest freaking time ever to be in human resources. And today we're just seeing a trend here, folks. Listen, we love our fellow HR people. We do. We love all you. You're super smart people, probably smarter than me and probably smarter than I'll ever be. But terminating people during this time in a way that is just unprofessional, it's not right. Layoffs, listen, we can't control what's happening. Uh, It's, you know, someone had talked about it being the Thanos, you know, if you're a Marvel fan, the Thanos staff Mm-hmm. of startups and companies where like industries are disappearing. I get it. It's hard, yeah. but we really like, I, I'll, I'll tell you an example. So we're calling BS on how people are getting terminated these days. Um, my own story. I have a friend of mine who was called on a Sunday and uh, the head of HR left a voicemail terminating that person uh, on a Sunday on a weekend in a voicemail. Um, and it just was like 
and and you know I was a head of HR and and you still did it that way. It just it personally insulted me. So I think we need to think about these things. Latoya, what are your thoughts? Like what are you seeing about how companies are are terminating people? How are they treating people? Talk to me a little bit about why you wanted to call BS on this. Yeah, so I really wanted to call BS on it just to kind of really shed some light and also just kind of give some insight on the best way to really handle this moving forward and also how to deal with it, you know, in the process. So the biggest thing for me here is, you know, as we all know, like this is, again, unprecedented time. We don't need to go through that. Just turn on the news and you'll see it every single place. You know, companies are really scrambling, trying to keep their businesses afloat. They're trying to keep payroll, all the things that you can think of. And, you know, with this economical downturn, this halt that we're having, and also people are losing their lives on a regular basis, you know, companies are not as prepared as they need to be to really be handling these type of situations. So what they're doing is instead of really, you know, spending some time really thinking about what is the best process to kind of go around this in a very short time, they're just doing these almost, I want to say, knee-jerk, um, desperate responses on how to try to deal with headcount with human beings that have, that, that have families to feed and, and health care, you know, dependent on all of this during a, pan, a health pandemic. So, right. you know, I, I, I mean, it's really difficult to really understand that. And, and, and I really want to make sure that, you know, HR practitioners and also business leaders are really thinking about the human aspect, you know, overall because guess what your brand and your reputation is at hand and when this whole thing turns around and the economy booms again which will happen you will have that you know as uh, you know how you treat your people so it's something really that I, I pull very passionately about and really think very deeply on but like this is something I just really just want to just talk about like let out yeah no I, I I completely agree and and listen I you know as much as we can be prepared for these kind of situations we have been having layoff conversations in the past. We've asked people to, to leave organizations in the past. And I've always said, personally, I want to be part of an organization that welcomes people in the, in, and says goodbye to people in the same way, right? It's with right. the caring, the empathy, making sure that they're hugged. And, and in the same way, almost, you know, quite the opposite on the other side, you know, if someone's leaving the organization, you almost want to take greater care uh, as much as you can. But you you talked about being prepared. So how, how can companies, well, how can they do it differently? Like, uh, obviously, my yeah. example is such the extreme, right? Like, that is the perfect okay. example. Please do not terminate someone on a weekend and via voicemail. I'm, I'm going to just state it right there. I'm going to tell you that's yeah. BS. I'm going to go a little further than that. I'm going to say a weekend and also not on a Friday. Right, right. So how can so, companies think about these things better? So, you know, many of us seasoned HR professionals, and you, you hinted it a little bit there, Anthony, we have had lots of experience doing work for, work, workforce planning. Like we, most of us have done it. If you are at a director level or above, you've had some experience of doing workforce planning. You know exactly what it means to do that. You know exactly the amount of work and what it takes to actually do that. And the real work that, that matters the most is the communication plan for the employee. Right. I mean, come on, Anthony, you, you're an HR professional. You've seen this. You, you know what this looks like. Right. There's a very specific talk track to make sure employees have all the information that they need at a very reasonable time and how to really exit them with grace to make sure they have enough money and a package to take care of them. So that's one thing It's really honing in on that 
process. Now, let's now a lot of these HR departments don't have a lot of HR leaders or people to be a part of the conversation. So traditionally how traditionally how these goes, how this goes is you have a conversation with your manager. Um, and you have your HR representative with you or your union representative, if, you, if you're in a union type work, workforce, sitting in the room with you. But in this pandemic, we don't really have the luxury of having every single HR person and every single man, um, union rep, you know, in a three to 400 person layoff, which I completely understand the logic around that. However, right. what you can do HR managers is that you can train the managers on a call directly on how what they need to do and how they need to have these conversations. They should be required at minimum to book between a 15 to 30 minute conversation with you. Then you let you they, they read off of a very specific script that is vetted by legal, by the executive team, and by HR. And you walk them through their package. Just as much as you will walk them through an offer letter, you will walk them through their package. And if there are any type of like flame ups or people are going nuts, which will happen because people are in a very emotional state, what you do is you take that person's information, you put them in a specific list. And then on that list, that's when the HR people can go to them, that pool of people, and then they can go ahead and reach out to them to deal with the extreme cases to make sure they have all the information that they need. And that's the best way to do it, um, especially with these mass layoffs. Really put it on the managers to really do it because they're the ones who are responsible for those employees day to day. Yeah, and I, and I love that. I love being able now, you know, the two thoughts that come to mind is one, what are your thoughts about scripts? So you talked about scripting this, right, which to me – if you script it too much, it feels very inauthentic, right? You're not, you know, bringing in that sort of empathy into the situation, but your point is make sure you're vetting it with legal. So you're not saying the wrong thing, right. But still make it your voice. Right. So you want to make sure that people are getting the same message. I want to be kind of clear. Thank you for bringing that up. Right. You want to, you always want to put your heart into it, obviously. And this is the relationship that you have with your employee, hopefully as a manager to be able to have this conversation. But the reason why you want to have some sort of talk track is that you want everybody to have the same message. That's number one. And want to make sure everyone knows what's going on all throughout the entire organization. You also don't want to, you, want, you also want to make sure people care about, and I've done these unfortunately way too many times in my career, where mm-hmm. when you tell someone, hey, today is your last day, all they care about is what next? What do I get? What's my last paycheck? What do I do with my vacation days? My benefits, my 401k? That information has to be really tightly scripted for managers to be able to speak to very clearly. And those are all facts. So, you know, as far as the way you deliver it, there's a training around empathy and you really coach the managers to be able to do that. But the facts are the facts. This is what your package looks like. This is how long you have. This is what your vacation balance is. And it's also how much your severance package is going to look like. Those are all really important things for people to know how they're going to take care of themselves after they lose their job. And I, and I love that because I think what you're, you're absolutely right. It has to be consistent across the board, but adding a voice on top of that that is a little bit more empathetic is, is absolutely critical. How do, you, how do you think, like, do you have, a, I'm, a new, I'm a new leader. I've been asked by my HR BP, Latoya Lynn, to, to have this conversation. I'm freaking out. My, my, my heart is pounding. I've never done this before. Do you have a couple of thoughts or, or key things for that manager to do? to really think about to drive more of an oh. empathetic conversation with this, with this employee that's being affected. Yeah. 
I mean, start with respect. You know, you want to fully respect this person's life and what you're saying to them. And you really want to treat them as if, you know, they're, I mean, they're a part of your workforce or a part of your team. So you always want to come from that space. Okay. The second thing is, you know, if you're nervous, really think about like, what are you nervous about other than having the conversation to make sure that people get what they need? Because this is something that is coming down from the business. Once again, we are in a pandemic. There are critical things that need to happen. And, you know, really think about to yourself, like, what is it that I'm nervous about if I give this person, if I treat them with respect in the conversation? And also, if I'm really taking down all the details of the package and their information that they need to be able to go ahead and take care of themselves, if that's super crystal clear, then that should be okay. And the last thing is, is like, don't take it personally, because it's not personal. No one wants to fire anybody. And if you feel uncomfortable, that is the right thing to feel. No one is cold-hearted to kind of just tell a bunch of people they don't have any jobs. You do that, I don't know that kind of conversation. But, you know, everyone should feel a sense of nerve or a sense of discomfort because it's a very difficult conversation. But if you lead it with respect and if you lead it with dignity, then you should be absolutely fine. I, I, I love that, especially, you know, what I tell new managers, I said, if any point, you know, this termination discussion becomes easy for you, you're in the wrong job. You know, like it shouldn't, it's always going to be, I've been doing this for 20 plus years and every conversation is just awful. It's just a terrible experience to go through. Um, how can, how can HR people, how can companies think about, um, or, or how can they show they care more during this scenario? Because you're, you're in a pandemic there are quick decisions being made. You're doing it over Zoom. Um, if you're a really shitty company, you're doing it via voicemail on a Sunday, but that's for another day. Um, how can companies really show they care other than some of the basic stuff? Or maybe that's what we should be thinking about, just the basic. Way to show that you care is that a lot of times companies don't realize the benefits they have within their organization. Um, and if you speak with your benefit administrator or someone that handles all of that, like any of your healthcare practices, the employee assistant program has a lot of tools for people that are actually leaving their jobs. Um, there's a lot of companies, one company in particular, I'm going to shout out them because they're amazing, Rice Smart. Um, they help with people 90 day turnaround as far as like counseling, coaching, and kind of getting them back into the spirit of working over a 90 day period. And they really help them out. So putting in place the best type of, um, you know, in, in a worst case scenario, really showing that I care, a company that I worked for you know, many years ago, what they did was they gave them um, their package information. And then they gave them access to this platform called um, Rise Smart, and there's plenty of platforms like that. And they had a counselor straight away. And then they also gave them access to a direct line to someone who wants to go through any type of therapy or career counseling or coaching, kind of deeper than that, using their benefits. And usually that's for free. That's already baked into your benefits plan. So those are ways to really show that they care because it's really like it's not a one and done type conversation where you kind of, I have the conversation with you and then it's over. It's like, okay, I have the conversation. It's, it's over right now, but here are the next things that we're going to do to support you through the process. That's not only monetarily. So one, one of the things, and I, I like the idea of, of the counseling. I think that's a really good, uh, a really good idea. And you're not necessarily talking about like, um, resume counseling. You're talking about maybe just general, like get get your shit together kind of counseling. 
Yeah, because, you know, you go through seven. I mean, think about like when people lose their job, it's almost like losing a loved one or death. And people go through the seven stages. And they need someone to kind of help them through that process. And there's plenty of um, people out there, you know, within your own community or within your own healthcare plans that can do that in your employee system programs. Yeah, and that's a great, you know, I don't, I think they're the most underutilized benefit that a company offers is the employee assistance plan. You know, like no one even knows it's there. Um, And I think you're absolutely right. And then there are third party solutions that are out there provide coaching and other things that you can, you can look into. I think you, you provided one. Um, One of the recommendations I was reading online, I think it was somebody's LinkedIn. uh, I'd love to give them props, but I don't, I don't have their name, but they talked about, you know, the idea of referrals or recommendation letters. And historically HR has been like, don't do it right. Like here, just give dates and titles. And, and, you know, depending on where you are, if you provide salary, don't provide salary, what are your thoughts on recommendation? And that was an okay boomer performance for me in terms of talking about recommendation letters, but LinkedIn recommendation. Uh, what, what are your thoughts about companies doing that post-termination? Do you think that's a good idea? So I think it depends on your policy. Usually companies have a very strict policy on recommendations. Um I think in a time like this, yes, I think recommendations are important. I have very mixed feelings about it, and I'll tell you why. Because recommendations could either you you want you recommendations usually say like I want to make sure that I'm in good faith with the per, with my former employer, right? And you want to make sure that you know that they're going to speak very well to your performance, whatever the case may be, and that's really important. Um, and it, it gets a little hairy if you kind of kind of say, I'll also give you a recommendation letter as a part of the process of of, of a company as opposed to if I'm your individual manager and I really just know you and I care about you, I'm going to willing to put my name out there like that. It's a completely different story. So I would recommend that if people want to personally want to go ahead and do that um, and, and recommend people, you know, for another job, if they have that connection, they should do so. But if as a company wide thing, for a mass layoff, I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah, that's a great point. So you're, what you're suggesting is not as a standard practice, but if a manager thought someone was a great employee, um, having them, you know, if they ask HR, should I provide a recommendation? Your answer is likely yes, as long as right. you, you believe in that. Um, right. Have you have you seen so? So you, you talked about preparation, right? The idea of make sure you're prepared for these scenarios. Then we talked about in the moment scenario, right? Like what, how can we really bring an empathetic perspective to these conversations? Be authentic, right? Uh, make sure you have uh, the, the common uh, communication. Uh, make sure everything is prepared, like what the next steps are. Like you said, I mean, for the most part, people aren't really listening uh, they're looking for what's next, uh, which I think is is great. Have you seen anything on the creative side for exit packages? So, you know, typically the exit package includes severance, benefit extension, if that's available, although I'm hearing some covert challenges around that. I don't know if you've heard anything there and, and, uh, mm-hmm. and potentially like counseling or some sort of, uh, you know, job search services. Anything come to your mind about, you know, have you seen anything creative uh, around exit packages that would make it a little bit easier for the employee? I mean, outside of outside of the, the counseling and outside of the COBRA extensions, 
Um, I haven't seen anything too creative out of that because those are really the, the vital signs. Um, one thing that I had, did see that was really creative that I thought was pretty neat was um, a particular company created a, a Facebook alumni group. Um, and, you know, at first I was like, what? But, at, but, but when you think through it, it's really kind of cool because people can kind of come together. They're not alone. We really care. Um, you know, when things open up, we'll let you know. Otherwise, here are some shared tools and resources. And people are kind of feeling a sense of community um, within that alumni group. Um, just something to be proud of. And I thought that was pretty neat from a um, community standpoint. Um, but other than that, the, the vital signs are benefits, um, counseling, and or career support, or uh, and um, uh, the severance packages. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the alumni group is interesting, right? It's and, and I'm imagining there's probably a time period from when you get that invitation versus your termination date. It's not like the next day you're invited into this alumni group. Uh, it just seems a little impersonal uh, to do that so quickly. But I would imagine over time you're invited into that group. I think that's a great idea especially mm-hmm. for the company, right? To, to bring in, you know, this extra arm of recruiting of people, you know, if things do get better and they will, they always mm-hmm. do. Um, how do you bring those people back? The ones at least, you know, that, that, uh, that were superstars. Um, you, you want them coming back in, into the organization at some point. Um, is there, yeah. you know, I, I know there's a, yeah, sorry. Well, that's a thing. I think I want to highlight that this will get better. You know, you know, this will be, be get better. Winter always turns into spring that turns into summer that turns into fall. Like it'll always happen and it will get better. And what companies need to understand is that companies and also employees is like the way you exit and the way you're being exited is all going to matter in the next like, you know, three to six months, maybe even a little bit longer, whatever the case may be, you know, you may be reunited back into that organization in a different role, a better role, whatever the case is. So really think about that. And I think you raised a great point. And it's not only for that individual, it's for the employees that you are keeping, right? The way you treat employees on the exit. And by the way, you know, we all talk about the confidentiality of compensation and all these other things. Employees talk. They talk to each other. They tell each other their compensation. Listen, we can pretend it doesn't happen. It absolutely does. So when you're getting terminated in a way that's a, a voicemail on your phone on a Sunday, and you can tell them a little bit about it. Because, um, again, from, from an HR perspective, just not the right way of doing it, but it's also a friend of mine. You know, like it's like, oh, I wanted to call the HR person and say this is just not, but instead we're manifesting it through this podcast today, which is okay. So it's probably a better outlet. Um, but it's more for the employees that you're keeping, right? Those employees yeah. see how you're treating folks, and if it's special yeah. and it's empathetic, uh, it's super important. Yeah. It's their friends or their colleagues. And also they're going to be like, well, and I think something that has come up a couple of times is that there is also for the employees that still have jobs, you know, you know, to date, there is anxiety that they potentially may lose it because this is a situation where there's no control on how this is going to happen. Like, it's, you know, you're not a bad performer. You saw people that weren't bad performers leave their jobs, and there's some anxiety on like, you know, oh my God, am I going to lose my job? When is the shoe going to fall on the other foot? And 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 that's what's happening because there's a, a somewhat of a trickling effect of layoffs and furloughs that are happening. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Um, and and so what you know, if we want to. 
go back to sort of the beginning of, you know, if you were to list three things that companies really need to focus on to create, you know, uh, and, and whether it's companies or HR folks or those, those frontline managers that are doing these things, what three things like from to create a better, more empathetic situation or conversation? Like what, what would you suggest to them uh, to make sure that that, that empathy, that, that caring piece, right, uh, is coming across to them? Yeah, the first thing that I will probably say is the, the company itself, the executive team, the leadership team, have you done and thought about everything that you possibly could do to either retain your employees or give them the best send-off and package possible? Like, have you thought of everything, right? Have you really brainstormed everything and, like, kind of trickle in your resources? And that's one thing. The second thing is, and, 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 and I think that's important because then you, that's really showing that connection of like caring, like, oh my God, have I thought of everything? Right. The second thing I would think of, I, I would talk about is delivery, right? It's not what you say, it's how you say it. And I think what empathy really kind of sits the foundation on is how it connects to the other person and how you do it. So, I mean, again, it's very terrible news to deliver to someone. And it's very terrible news to, you know, for people to hear that they no longer have their job during a health pandemic. But it's really how you do it from a caring place, from a place of support, no matter what the circumstances are, and making sure, and then that you can sit in front of this person when you talk to them and say, listen, I have done everything that I could possibly think of and do to make sure that you're taken care of, and this is what we have for you, because we care. And that's the delivery. And then the last thing is, you know, creating that community and that follow-up. And also, if you can, as an, as an extra step, is to check in. You know, you know you, it's like you're dropping them off in the corner and that's the end of it. I mean, maybe if there's some people, good people to really think about, like, check in on them. Send them a text message. Hey, I'm thinking about you. You know, I still want to thank you for everything that you've done and you've been such an asset to the company and just send it out. And that really sends the right message to this person. Like, wow, like they've done everything they can. They truly respect me in this conversation and they check up on me. I, I absolutely love the check-in idea. I absolutely love it. And it's something, you know, in the situation it's so difficult. You want to get out of it as quickly as you can. You want to sort of minimize the amount of risks during these scenarios. And you're never even thinking about, all right, you know, let me go check in with them unless you truly bring that empathetic heart to these conversations where you're like, all right, this is a human on the other side of this. And I should check in because this is a major, major blow to them. This is a major change in their lives. Uh, and if I was really caring person, I would check in. I think most HR folks would just call it a day at that point. One, because they're not thinking of it, but two, from the risk perspective, what if I text them and they, you know, I say something wrong, which again, I think if you're authentic, you're just basically saying, hey, I'm checking in. I want to make sure you're okay, right? Yeah, the worst, um, worst thing to say is like, don't text me anymore or whatever. <laughs> I mean, right, but like, right. yeah, like I'm an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Not that that's ever happened to me, by the way. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is, is there? Is there a right day to do terminations? You know, we'll, we'll um, you know, maybe we'll end it on a super simple piece of advice here. But you know, is, I mean, there's no day is a right day for termination. But is there a best practice around this? Like, is it Monday? Is yep. it Friday? I've heard so many different things. Any thoughts there? Middle of the week is usually better. 
Um, you don't want to ruin someone's weekend directly. And you don't want to also call them over the weekend during non-working hours, unless, unless you work for an organization where your work week starts on a Sunday. But other than that, you really want to think middle of the week is better because then you can, first of all, they get a couple of days of paycheck of, of money. So it has a monetary benefit. If you try them on a Friday, then the Friday, that's the end of it. As opposed to like a Wednesday, they have a couple of days, which is, you know, every penny counts. Um, and also, you know, something I didn't mention, but, you know, for companies that have struck, um, um, trouble with hiring um, with the benefits or benefit um, allocations across the business, if you fire someone within the, within the first week of the month, um, that will ensure they'll have benefits for the rest of the month as opposed to firing them towards the middle or end without any benefits for the following month. Um, right. And that's usually most benefits practice, so I would also make that recommendation as well. That's a great recommendation. You're never really thinking of that in terms of the benefits, but you're absolutely right. You're already paid for it, the way benefits works. If they're in the first week, you're paying for the full month anyway, and it gives them an opportunity to have benefits for the rest of the month. Um, that's, that's a smart, smart suggestion. Cool. Well, I listen, I, I think we can get better at these things and that's what the show is about. Yeah. It's about getting better. You know, we're calling BS and listen, I, I mean, this one, it was a personal one. So I, I'm definitely calling BS on that company that called my friend on a Sunday and left yeah. a voicemail, letting, letting them know that, Hey, you're no longer employed. I thought it was a really shitty experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can do better HR people. We know, I know you're smart folks. We could absolutely do better. Anything else? Like I know, we, we're talking about terminations. Any other thoughts around how HR, you know, no one really thinks about HR and what we need, right? During these times, we, we sort of, you know, we, we hold the, we, we, we hold the organization on our shoulders during these kind of times. Um, any, any parting words there? Any thoughts uh, for HR folks? Yeah, I do. Um, I, I think, I mean, again, this is a really passionate subject, just like, you know, how you feel about it. And I think, you know, the one thing that HR professionals, what we need to do is, you know, we need to really, one, create some boundaries around self-care and take care of ourselves. Um, become almost numb after your 40th conversation or your 40th coaching conversation around that. And we forget that we need to. So make sure that you are practicing, you know, self-care, you know, in the morning, maybe some meditation, maybe I like to do this thing where I'm doing like tea ceremonies where I'm like pouring tea and like drinking it and like just having that space, um, really doing that for yourself and making sure you're taking care of yourself and also creating like support groups. Reach out to your other HR colleagues and ask them what they're doing and how, you know, and really swap best practices and ideas and also like thank yourself. Um, thank yourself, love on yourself, care about yourself, because that's the most important thing we always forget because we're the last ones, uh, you know, out the door when it comes to things like this. Exactly. And so any, anything coming up for you, any stoops, any virtual stoops, uh, you're going to be on talking about uh, HR kind of things, anything coming up? I do have one thing coming up. Um, I want to just give a shout out to think human. I'm doing a podcast. I mean, a web, a webinar tomorrow on um, on emotional intelligence in the workplace during this time. I know Anthony, this is your favorite subject. So, you know, sure. tune in on that. Feel free to always reach out to me on, via LinkedIn. I really mean that. I've called people back and spoken to people. So if you have any questions, um, just hit me up directly on LinkedIn and I'm happy to reply, but look out for that. 
I love it. I love it. And I'm going to find out your address. We're going to go hang out on your stoop, but we're going to be socially distant, by the way. So we'll, we'll go hang out. Awesome. LaToya, always a pleasure having you on the show. Please come back. Boomerang again real soon, okay? Yes. Okay. Much love, Anthony, and thank you. And please promote self-care for yourself and everyone around you. I love it. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.